Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Get more at 971talk.com. Back into the second hour here of Wiggins America. A couple of big stories that I want to share with you. Off the radar stuff. This is the stuff I really do like to share with you because you've heard about the Biden documents. Yes, I discussed that. Gosh, you know what I really should have brought more of that I was looking into and I I just, it's just been a full show, and we got a full hour here, so I don't know if I really get into it. Is this Hunter Biden connection that's in some of these documents with the rent that's being paid? You know, the Chinese companies funneling money to Hunter Biden, who's then paying that exact amount in rent to his dad. That stuff's super, super fishy. I mean, it's beyond fishy. You know exactly what it is. I'm not going to say fishy. It's corrupt. It's corruption. And it's out in the open, and nobody's really doing anything about it. And here we are again saying there's there's a lot of stuff. And this isn't even real old. Like, this is newer stuff. Anyway. America. That is wonderful news. I did want to share this with you. Texas and Oklahoma, the states of Texas and Oklahoma, are suing the Biden administration over a public health rule that they argue illegally gives power to the World Health Organization, according to a copy of the complaint obtained by many outlets, including the Daily Caller. I'm reading for the Daily Caller. The state's accused the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, of unlawfully delegating the authority to declare a public health emergency in the U.S. to the WHO, according to a copy of the complaint. The plaintiffs assert that a 2017 rule relinquishes HHS authority to the WHO to determine when there's a public health emergency involving a communicable disease in the U.S. Mm, that happened in 2017. Man, the conspiracy theories, they got a lot of fodder. I'll just say that, that these things happen right before all that. HHS's definition for the declaration come directly from the WHO. The complaint asserts, quote, the Department of Definition's public Definition of public health emergency exceeds the agency's authority as it unlawfully delegates to the World Health Organization. Guys, I am so glad to see these kind of lawsuits being filed. Now, I don't know what the outcome of this is going to be, but the point is that you have two major U.S. states, or at least one major U.S. state because Oklahoma is not a huge state, but Texas, filing a lawsuit against the Biden administration saying you gave up authority that is not yours to give up. You can't give authority of the United States to the WHO that is unconstitutional. I love this stuff because it is a it is an ideology. It is a worldview that is now becoming pervasive within the Republican Party at least and honestly within independence. Even independents are looking at this stuff going, what happened to representative government what you know the uniparty is the phrase that i hear thrown around a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily say that they were conservatives but they don't like the direction of things the way it's going right now and that is a very good thing because for a long time this is stuff that's coming to light now that the the hardcore ron paul libertarians had a beat on ahead of most people 
And they were on to something. And you, I don't know if about you, I was never really a part of that crowd, but I knew that they were on to something. And I couldn't quite pinpoint why they were or how it would play out. But here it is. I mean, this is exactly what these people were talking about. And now everybody's waking up to that fact that you think that you have all this control as a voter, but ultimately your representatives aren't representing you. They're not even really running the government. It is the administrative state that has gotten so huge that's running everything. Not Nothing new to you. I'm sure you've heard me talk about that on this show before. But ultimately, this is such a good thing because we're finally seeing major movement on this front to pull back the power from the administrative state, which is completely out of control and completely politicized in Washington, D.C. anyway, to pull it back. And people like Chip Roy and the 20, they fought back against this because it's happened in the House of Representatives. It's happened in Congress over many years. They've delegated that authority out. And now we're seeing a reversal where they say, no, we need to get that back. We need to get it back. And slowly, I shouldn't even say slowly, they are doing it. They are getting it back. Um, there's a lot of work to be done. The next pre- Nothing's going to happen really under Joe Biden other than things like this. But whoever the next president is, if it's a Republican, and it's, if, 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 I was say, either Ron DeSantis or Trump, I think those guys know. Anybody else I'm not sure about. But those two guys seem like they would make it a top priority for them to dismantle this stuff. And that's good stuff. So anyway, that's how we're going to open this hour. And we have, again, a very full hour ahead. So stay with us. Old Roy and Trisha are coming back in studio a couple times. And then I have a story about my weekend that I want to share with you. Um, It's some history, actually, that happened this weekend. Not for me personally, but American history. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, here we go. Old Roy is back, and we are going to play a game. Trisha's going to stick around, too. I didn't even expect it, so thanks for thanks. Thanks for letting me hang out. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> normally, so lucky. I was just explaining this to you guys off air, that normally this is a segment I do solo, and I talk to the listener, and I say, here, point out the lie. So this is called The Game of Lies. The, the Game, Game of Lies! story and normally this is where I say you know listen for the lie but I'm gonna have you guys jump in this time so the first time we've ever done it this way and if you I'm just gonna start reading the story I've glanced at it and I noticed a few things that I immediately went eh but I haven't read the whole thing so we're gonna do this live together if you hear a lie I want you to break in and say eh, I take exception to that or whatever your sounder will be and tell me why fair fair here we go The headline is, the best case scenario for the economy has become more plausible. 
What's happening is consumer prices fell for the first time in more than two years last month, providing optimism <clears throat> that sustained inflation has plagued the U.S. Con- that has plagued the U.S. economy may be finally easing. Beep. Okay. I don't think that's true. Consumer prices are I've, not falling. Or I don't, I don't not, think they're felt falling, the and I don't think there's people feeling good about it. Well, I think you're right because the next next paragraph is that costs were still up 6.5% in December. <laughs> so the lead is, well, the consumer price index, which is this narrow band of just things that the average person is spending a lot of money on, which is mostly food and gas, uh, is, and I'm talking barely down, it's basically flat. It just didn't rise from the year before or last month. And so they're looking at that and going, oh, this is a this is great news. Well, I guess it's not terrible news, but <laughs> inflation itself was still up 6.5 in December. And that's compared to last December when it was up, what, 9% over the year before. So at this point, inflation should be zero if things were going well. Right. Because you're talking about year over year over a bad year. Yeah. And it's not. Um, so, President Biden says, quote, we still have more work to do, though, but we're clearly moving in the right direction. He said in an address last week, there's more breathing room in store for American workers and families. Reducing inflation has been a top priority for economic policymakers since it became clear that prices would not drop on their own once the shock of the pandemic dissipated. Meh. I don't think that it's really been a priority, has it? Well, I don't really know what the administration has been doing. I would say the Fed's been trying. Okay. Now you can question what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. But no, the administration, I'd have to agree with you, has literally done nothing. Right. They, they've done the opposite <laughs> of that. They've right. spent money. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is all coming from Yahoo News. So um, I'll, I'll keep going here. So far, that hasn't happened in today's economy. They're talking about um, inflation dropping. Rather than rising, unemployment continued to drop throughout 2022. Now, this is where the headline comes in, why this is such a weird thing. Because usually when inflation's rising, unemployment is also rising. Because you can't afford to keep employees because your stuff costs so much. But this has, unemployment has been dropping. An estimated 4.5 million jobs were added last year to bring the unemployment rate down to 3.5, matching a record low set shortly before the arrival of the coronavirus pandemic. Why? I was going to beat myself there. Yeah. You go first. Well, the un- <coughs> unemployment numbers are so easily manipulated because you just take off the people who aren't looking anymore. You, you mm-hmm. can twist it. Took the words right out of my mouth. However you want to to get whatever result you want. Um, so that's that's misleading. Yeah. Um, I, I question the four point whatever million jobs added. I don't see it. I can't find people to hire. So I don't know, unless it's like Obama did where it was all government jobs. Uh, I'm sure that's a part of it. But also you're talking about a recovery from telling people to go home. You know, for two years we've, mm. we've seen people going back to work from being let go and them counting those as new jobs. Well, that's that's not. That's the government telling right. you you can't work and then Saying, removing okay. the restriction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but people will claim, man, Biden's economy is unbelievable. Can you believe how many people are going back to work? Mm. Well, 
no, I can't because they're not including the number that you just mentioned, which is workforce participation, which is still at an all-time low, mm-hmm. at least in our lifetime it is. Last uh, little part of the story here. Um, these two simultaneous positive trends, the article says, declining inflation along with resilient employment. I, I mean, real quick. Yeah. Declining inflation, it, I mean, you're barely seeing it tick down. And again, I explained the year-over-year thing, mm-hmm. which just drives me nuts, mm-hmm. the spin. And this is an article. This isn't like an administration official saying this. Uh, has raised hope that the U.S. may buck conventional wisdom and experience a soft landing in which the economy's ills can be tamed without creating a lot of pain for working Americans. Mm-hmm. Calling this the Goldilocks scenario where, yes, Rates, borrowing rates, the Fed is super high, but it's, and usually that just kills the economy. Hiring is done, unemployment skyrockets. They're saying we might be able to do that and not have unemployment uh, skyrocket. Any debate there? There's Take exception no, to that? No way that's going to happen. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if it holds where it's at right now, you have so many people, and this is the only argument I can see for this article, because it is full of just a bunch of ridiculous nonsense, that if it holds where it's at, you have so many people not participating in the workforce that if the economy actually gets worse, they might have to go back into the workforce to make a living. That's, that's my hope. But who's, who's going to hire them when... As you a, will. As a small business owner. <laughs> you did just say you wanted help. You know, yeah, but but prices keep going up. Yeah. So my costs are going up. Minimum wage just went up January 1st. Mm-hmm. So there's what people, I don't want to get into the whole minimum wage thing, but the people who actually hire make those decisions based on overall costs. So you can't have cost of things go up. Just because somebody who's sitting at home on their couch now wants to get a job doesn't mean that, that the job can afford to hire them at that point. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I do know that um, some people I, I know are looking for jobs, and they say it is crazy how many jobs are posted right now. And in the last few years, you know, a few years ago, if you tried to look for things, it was slim pickings. I mean, during the Trump economy, it was it was – Hard to find a. It was easy to find a job. It was hard to find exactly what you wanted because everybody was working, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a good thing. But we're seeing the reverse of that now, where at least, and this is completely anecdotal, that the people I know are saying, "Man, I actually have quite a few options because people are trying to hire so much, and so many people are staying out of the workforce that it's decreasing competition." But it's not sustainable because the. And I'm having to deal with this myself, but business owners are paying more than what that job is worth just to get people to show up. Yeah. And then they don't stick around. And you can't, even if they do stick around, you can't sustain that level. We, you got to, you got to, I'm going to pay $20 an hour instead of 13 because I got to get somebody to show up, but I can't do that indefinitely. If everything else is going up. So. I tell you what, most of the time, old Roy, I, I, I like to let you make a point and then be like, oh, Roy, you're so dumb and naive. <laughs> but, but you Rude. are you are literally on the ground doing this right now. You know the cost of hard and hard goods. I mean, you're not just doing some sort of 
you know, internet business. You you are buying and selling real hard items, food items, drink items. You are hiring and firing as need be, or not even firing, but yeah. just people just leave and they just leave. You got to fill the positions. Yeah, so That's so crazy to me. It is crazy. So I, I I won't argue with you on this one. You 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 clearly are in the thick of it right now. So. All right, we'll take a short break here. Trisha and Roy are actually going to come back for serious questions at the end of this hour, so stick around. Not a whole lot of time left here before we get Trisha and old Roy back in. So let's uh, make, sure, make sure we get time for that. But I want to tell you a story real quick. So last weekend, part of the weekend anyway, I was in St. Augustine, Florida. So it was a long weekend. That's why I wasn't on the Annie Fry Show on Tuesday. We got the Southwest Companion Pass at about this time last year. Because nobody was traveling. And so they offered this promotion, and I grabbed it. I think Annie did too, and Brad did. <clears throat> the whole show grabbed these companion passes because they were such a good deal. And uh, they're going to expire here at the end of February. So my wife and I are trying to use it as much as possible before it expires because it's it's a great deal. And they're not going to offer it again, I, I don't think, because travel has picked up like crazy. Prices are high right now to fly, and flights are a mess. So great, great combination. Great time to fly. Um, But we went to St. Augustine simply because we heard it's pretty. It's a very, very old settlement. They say it's probably the first settlement in the United States or the second. I think they kind of go back and forth between those two things. But it was a fort and 1500s is when we're talking about the Spanish landing there and building this city. And so it's it's very beautiful and, and very well kept up. And over the years, it's been held by different factions. I think the French were trying to get it, and then eventually the British did get it. <clears throat> but <clears throat> the reason I'm bringing up the story at all is just because it was so interesting just walking through the, the fort there and other things that they have, historical stuff, and reading the history... It's very fair. They very much presented these things fair because a lot of times now you look at events through the lens of the present, especially a woke lens, and it's terrible. You, you, you say, this isn't, this isn't what these people were thinking or doing. You're looking at this now and you're spinning it to try to fit a current agenda. Well, that's not nothing new. I mean, that's, that's been done forever. But it was refreshing to read American history and see it presented very, very fairly. And honestly, what really stood out to me is that all of these things, it's always referred to colonizers as white Europeans. But Spain is obviously, if you're Spanish, you're not white. And Spain colonized more of the Western Hemisphere than anybody else. And so when you read about these things in Florida and the battles between them, you see that that race really had very little to do with a lot of this stuff. Now, I'm not saying there was nothing racial, but it was usually national because these are all Christian nations. So it was the Catholic Church of, of Spain, and then it was the British crown, which is, of course, its own Church of England. And then France was very Catholic, but they all did it differently. So they were Christian, but they did things differently. And they more fought, they less fought in the name of Christ. As I really read this, because I wanted to know, uh, you know, and I'm just reading plaques and stuff and, and the stuff that's there, but it was very fair. And what I'm reading is that they would do things sort of in the name of Christ, but it was Christian imperialism. They were really pushing their nation. And 
I found that fascinating because there is, there's got to be a distinction there. Because when you look at history, you go, were they doing these things because they were Christian? And honestly, they weren't. They, they really were doing these things because they were doing it in the name of England or the name of Spain or the name of France. And Christianity was sort of a guise to be pushing these things and to be pushing their own culture and imperialism and power. And they've, they just like anybody else, they usurp what the people have already there, the powers that be. Just grab whatever's around and they go, oh, well, we're going to push ourselves in the name of fill in the blank. And in this case, Christianity was the dominant religion of those areas, Catholicism in most of them. And so they would just fill in the blank with this. They'd say, well, we're actually going out to evangelize or missionize the natives. In fact, they, they, they really weren't. They were just culturalizing them to their culture, which happened to be Christian. So it's unfortunate. I, I really for the first time in my life, I think saw that and was able to make that distinction in my own brain because I used to think about that and go, yeah, it's not really, I don't really love that. Um, but when you read, <laughs> you read these things, cause I went to several settlements, you know, native American settlements that the Spanish then took over and things and you read it. And you, first of all, like I said about the racial stuff, you're like, that stuff's barely even a, a blip on the radar here, but the religion thing is, and when you read people in a church quoting the words of Christ, you're like, that's powerful. Then you look over here and you say, see, these people tried to convert these people to Christianity. It's like, eh, I don't know. It's, it's strange to see because it's, it, it's not a pure motive. You can tell that that stuff is not why they were doing what they were doing. And last point I want to make that I thought was really cool was that the fort there in St. Augustine, the famous fort, it was built in the 1500s. It lasted forever. I mean, it's lasted till today. It's still there. Uh, the thing is super strong and tough to navigate because of where it's at on the ocean. It was, it was tough with tides and things to get to that, that port and to that fort. And so they strategically put it there so that cannonballs had a tough time reaching it in certain environments and so on and so forth. But anyway, the British, and I think the French too, tried to take that fort for a long time, uh, probably hundreds of years, and never were able to do it because it was so strategically placed, and they were never really able to take Florida until the colonists, the American colonists, were starting to rebel. Now, the American Revolution hadn't started yet, but Spain was having so much trouble in the rest of the New World, so pretty much Florida and down, the La all of Latin America, they were, they were colonizing all of it. And there were a lot of uprisings against Spain all over in the New World, in the areas that Spain was controlling. And they thought, you know what? <laughs> they were so smart. I thought this was so cool. They saw the writing on the wall with the American colonists, and they said, okay, Great Britain, we don't have as much of a strategic interest in Florida. We really are concerned with everything else that we refer to now as Latin America. So how about if we sell you, Great Britain, Florida? And then, of course, France still owned what was eventually the Louisiana Purchase, so mainland, inland. But th then Britain would have the whole coast. And Britain was like, absolutely, let's do it. So they sell and they make a whole bunch of money, $5 million, which at the time, ton of money. They make a bunch of money. 
And within a couple years, the American Revolution starts and Spain backs the colonists. They knew it was coming. They made a boatload of money, got out, and then supported the insurrection. (laughs) I thought that was fantastic. But it's just great to see history playing out in a way that when, when discussed honestly, you can see that, yes, the human heart is always bent on the same kind of things. But it's not what we currently refer to. It's not the woke stuff. And it's just beautiful when it's presented honestly. Old Roy and Trisha are back in the studio for a segment that we do basically every week. Roy is not always a part of it, but at least me and Trisha are doing it. Holding down the fort without Mr. Roy, Old Roy. Who wants to go first? It's called Serious Questions. Serious Questions. I'll go first. Okay. Bring it. <clears throat> We're all, I'm assuming, fans of uh, uh, the, uh, what was the... <laughs> yeah. I got to look it up now. <laughs> you You're doing a great job. I'm looking for the name. <laughs> Tiger, Tiger King. Joe Exotic. Tiger remember King. Remember the, the reality Are you true punking thing? me right now? <laughs> no. Do you really not know what you're asking right now? I know. Tiger King. Yes, Tiger King. It's big. Do you not know what I've been doing on this show for, you know, three weeks? No. The man's been owning and operating a successful bar But he was on this show within the last three weeks. It never came up. So am I going to... Did you already cover this? No, Roy. I can't believe this. There is an ongoing saga of Tiger King on this show that you're on right now. Well, good. It's true. I, Joe Exotic even responded to him. Two in a weeks tweet. ago, I interviewed Carol Baskin live. Truth. When filling in for Annie Fry. Holy cow! Then, <laughs> and she drops a nugget. I mean, we were just talking about what you know. She's doing some Tiger Laws or something like that. And so, on, but in it, I had to ask her about the show and stuff. She drops a nugget that she had never spoken to Joe Exotic. Never. I mean, I guess through correspondence, but never in person spoken to the guy. And we all were like, what? You know, we've seen the shows. Yeah. So I reached out to Joe Exotic, and I shared this at the end of last show. At this time of last week, I shared that Joe Exotic had responded from prison, Joseph Maldonado Passage and his prison number, Mm -hmm. that that is correct, mostly, that they have never spoken other than in court. And then one time they were walking by each other in an Ohio court, and they snipped at each other that that's he said that's it so with that in mind now sh- please please share but uh, is it better it just than that shows how i'm really even at my advanced age i'm really up with the hip stuff yeah you're right on the, the money yeah. you're so in tune with what's going on right i know <laughs> so my here's my story though during the show it there were you know, it talked about her murdering her husband, right? <laughs> Indeed. Well, he's alive. Wait. What? What? Don's wait, wait. alive? This is real? This is no, real. Uh, I can't you believe find this. That? This is crazy. Tiger King star Carol Baskin's husband alive and well in Costa Rica after being declared dead in 2002. I. This is blowing my mind. Where is that story from? It is on Radar. Don Lewis isn't dead after all. Did you radar say Raybar? Online, radar. Uh, the well-known Radar channel? RadarOnline.com. Okay. You heard it here first or second from Radar. Lewis vanished in 1997, just six years after marrying Baskin in 1991, and was legally declared dead in 2002. So, 
This is a big deal. This is a big deal. He's alive. This is a big deal for me personally. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> now I can call Carol and say, hey, you want to do a follow-up? Yeah. Unbel- what, does it say why he hasn't revealed himself? Or did he know he was a celebrity? How did or they what? find him? Well, uh, that's all interesting questions. That you haven't read the article, have you? <laughs> I haven't read the entire article. Oh, okay, I need gosh. more information I was, on that. I was told with very short notice that I had to come up with a serious question. So. <laughs> yes, yes, you were. Uh, so, serious question. Serious question. Are big cats just, uh, is it like some sort of allergy <laughs> thing that if you're around big cats... You do weird things and you become famous. Uh, I'm thinking about changing my career. I don't care about that question, Roy. <laughs> I want to know don't more. Don't do that, Roy. Yeah. Don't do that. There's so much big cat cruelty. Yeah. Don't. Go back and watch the show. It's terrible. Stick with Tulligan's Irish Pub. Okay. Don't change yeah. your career now. Okay. You're just starting. You're just starting. You're, you've got your whole life ahead of you, old Roy. But yes. Uh, I do want to know more. Maybe while we're talking, you can you can look this up and give us a little more detail at the end of this segment okay. about you Carol just, Baskin's I mean, husband. If that's true, and I'm not trying to cast doubt, it just feels like it would be major news. Also, it would point to the fact that Don framed her because he would have made it look like he was dead. He signed over his life insurance policy and disappeared to Costa Rica under this theory. Ooh, man, that's all yeah, true. It would make Carol Baskin a victim. Yes, it would. Wow. Yeah. Roy, that so better I've, be true. I have unearthed some serious news here. Okay. All right. You want to go next? Sure. A, com- a Canadian man a Canadian man <laughs> arrested for throwing fishing pole at car. A Canadian man is behind bars after police identified him as the main suspect in a fishing rod throwing incident. The uh, Squamish... Re- Squamish, you guys oh, sure. familiar yeah, with that? Resident was taken word. into custody after authorities received dozens of calls from people who said he threw a fishing rod as well as other objects at their cars. Was he described as Squamish upon arrest? That is, I think, what is the like, word we're Squamish? American. Oh, so he is Squamish? Uh-huh. So this is a part of Canada, like he's from Squam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Exactly. Uh, The police chief chief said uh, there's been, which they call uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, there's been a lot of talk in the community about this, and it's good for us to be able to update that we've arrested someone. Serious question. If you guys were to be arrested for something this stupid, what would it be? Serious question. As stupid as throwing? As throwing fishing rods at cars. I think probably public urination would be the obvious answer. Sometimes you just feel like you got to pee, you know? (laughs) It's like, man, I got to pee. You can do anything stupid you want and get arrested. Oh, so this is like a blank check situation. Oh, so like you're going to be arrested, so pick something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely not just going to pee on the street. Right. I mean, that'd be kind of lame. No kidding. Uh, Man, I think I'd. I'd do something that would attract a lot of attention. Although, because if you steal a lot of money, you're going to have to give it back. So if I'm getting arrested anyway, I don't think I'm doing that because that's not, that doesn't live past your arrest. I think I'd probably jump off the top of the arch with like some of those fake wings, see how far I can fly. 
That sounds so dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. Do something big so that after the arrest, people are still talking about it. Like peeing anywhere. <laughs> Roy? Wow, that's Maybe a I tough pee one. while I'm flying off the arch. Ooh. Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. No. There are things mm-hmm. that I, I crossed the line there. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. she did. Um, This is a tough one because I've I've never considered getting arrested. I've always tried to avoid it. Me so, too. It's really so, hard to flip that mentality, isn't right. it? Now you're going to be arrested, so So I might as well do something it. big. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I'd maybe like run onto the to the ice at a blues game and just do something ridiculous. Good one. You know what we're missing? Because that's a great one. But why wouldn't we do some sort of white collar crime? You know, start a crypto company that's all fake. Because then you hurt other people. When you do those Ponzi schemes, know. other people's life savings are destroyed. Good point, but you would hurt everybody in the arena if you did that. No, not really. They right? have, the they have a great be, story. Oh, that would be, it would be traumatic. PTSD. Yeah, no. Well, fair point. Not because of the nakedness, but because it's Roy. I never said naked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd just go to like a grocery store or. Somewhere with like really good food and just walk around and eat whatever I wanted and leave the wrappers everywhere and not pay for it. You've had more time to think about that because that's a great one. Doesn't that sound fun? Yeah, just like walking just around, walk in. walking through Soulard Market, just uh-huh. sampling everything. Just eating things, no regard for <laughs> yeah. payment or the law. Yeah. <laughs> Waving to probably... people, tossing a, some like Get a good hour in here and there. Before somebody's going to, yeah. you know, arrest you for that. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of fun. All right, here's mine. According to a new report citing multiple sources, while the U.S. House of Representatives worked to elect Republican Kevin McCarthy as the next Speaker of the House, Representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert got into a fight behind closed doors. Nice. The report... (laughs) I'm always super into that. No way. Wait for my question. Chick fight. Um, It... The Daily Beast cited sources on the ground saying that the two congresswomen had a near screaming match in the women's bathroom during the House floor vote on January 3rd. And where's the quote? It was great. You were okay taking millions of dollars from McCarthy, but you refused to vote for him for Speaker Lauren, another source told the media outlet. The first source told the Beast that in the spat... The bathroom ended with Bobert running from the bathroom like a little schoolgirl while saying, don't be ugly, to Green. <laughs> so my question is, <laughs> so my question is, did you watch that? Serious question. Did I watch it? Would you watch that? Would I watch it? Uh, first of all, I wouldn't be allowed in the ladies' room mm-hmm. in the Capitol. You're still uh, not allowed in there now, even if you say that you are? Yeah, just say you're a girl. At the Capitol? Oh, I could do you that. You can get in there. All right. All right, so if I'm in there and that's going on, <laughs> it's probably like a train wreck. You can't look away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just yeah. like, wow, here's two important people. This is very similar to to my story about uh, uh, the the more senior members talking about their pets and taking naps but this is more exciting <laughs> i begged a difference because it was fun but man you're, you're taking this question I miss that 
good story. I know it's called serious that questions. Such a good story, Roy. But you're taking this question too seriously. You're you're thinking through the logistics when uh, Yad watched that would have been fine. Okay. Right. And, Trisha, do you want to answer this question? No, not really. Okay, you don't have to. Thank you. Roy, but update. I do want to go back to Roy's cat story. Can oh, we just this was about that? Elizabeth Warren and something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Just and real quick. Say? What was it? She said maybe you should take a nap because because uh, one of them was talking about how their their pet they had a new puppy or something was home sleeping or taking a nap and then uh, Elizabeth Warren said well maybe you should take a nap. <laughs> sick bird. Yeah, it was pretty sick. That was so good. So, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any update on Carol Baskin's husband before we go? Well, surprisingly, Radar Online. Dot com does not give a lot of detail. <laughs> <laughs> they just say they have learned that he is still alive. So, so you're saying that what you said originally might all be false. I'm just, I just read the headlines. I'm just glad that we worked in Tiger King because I'm. I, I said last week I'm milking this for all it's worth, and I thought I was done. Nope. But now here we are, right under the udder again. Yep. Uh, all right, thanks guys. Been a great show, I guess. Uh, you can find the podcast by typing in Wiggins America probably on Monday that'll be there you can rewind on the Odyssey app we'll see you next week get more at 971talk.com hey Rob Bradford here I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time baseball isn't boring now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.